Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello Geekscapists, welcome to episode 186 of Geekscape. This is your favorite movies, video games, and comic podcast. You have no idea the pride and sadness that so, that surges through my body when I when I <laughs> when I say 186 episodes. I'm like, wow, we've achieved so, <laughs> so much. much. Uh, You're glowing green, uh, but it's cancer. Uh, yeah. Dude, no. <laughs> Dude, Jason Ellis is the guest. You can't make cancer jokes. You can make cancer jokes. Um, guys, this is Geekscape, your favorite movies, video games, and comic book podcast. We're here weekly, but we skipped last week because we were in zombie. We were in Seattle doing ZombieCon, a conference that we uh, sponsored and hosted, and Woo! and so we skipped that one. Yeah. But but here we are, uh, kicking off November with a bang. We've got Jason Ellis over here uh, from Geekscape. Yeah, he's he's Geekscape's own Jason Ellis. I, I mean, you would ask for that title, I, right? I like that title because what did we call you prior? Stupid Ellis. Oh, well, <laughs> we, you know, from Hulu, from Hulu. But yeah. you've been part of the family for so long that you know, yeah, you, two years now. Actually, you need a life outside of Hulu. Yeah, and, and, and invited to Thanksgiving. You know, truth. The thing is, at ZombieCon, I was introducing these fans to Geekscape. You know, we were there with the promotion, the the, the handing out the po- the, the postcards and so on. Like you know, the had these postcards, and, and they were like, "Oh, what's Geekscape?" And I was like, "You know how jocks have their their tailgate parties? Yes, Geekscape is a tailgate party for us. You come to the website, you hang out, and you know what?" Everyone. Wins. I love that every podcast yeah. I do. You spend the first ten minutes yeah. pimping out geeks. We do that. We do that. When on everybody's one. fucking already watching. Maybe you've already got the eyeballs. Well, maybe they're not well, on the site. Look at Hulu. You know about fucking <laughs> yeah. burst, baby. Hey, think, think about it. Think about it. On I'm the just, site, these are all return visitors. I'm not not all these people. Here's the thing. I go to these damn conventions, and it happened this past weekend where somebody's like, "Oh, I listen to your show," but they don't talk on the forums. They do, I mean, maybe they peruse the articles. They don't make themselves known, and that's you know what? That's their prerogative. We want people to be able. Yeah, it's the ninety-nine percent of the internet. But do we? I, I would like to hear from you, and I do like meeting you guys at conventions and uh, and all that. So uh, come and hang out with us. All right, it's a tailgate party for geeks. Truth. Um, Word. Yeah, Jason Ellis, how have you been? I haven't seen you in a couple been, of months, man. It's been a little while. Um, and even though we're in contact, I want the audience to know what you've been up to. Things have been good. It's been a little busy. Uh, you know, as usual, work is kicking my ass and taking names. But uh, I was visiting my family a couple weeks ago, which was nice. In Virginia or DC? DC? In DC. Um, no, I saw some family. My brother is uh, currently saving up some money to move to Chicago, so he and I were chatting. I went to undergrad in Chicago. And, oh right, right. right. Um, and then uh, I saw a friend get married up in New York, and uh, just been sort of nose of the grindstone since. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's been fun. I mean, it's been busy, but it's been fun. I still actually. 
every now and again get uh, emails from folks we met up with in San Diego. Like, hey, we haven't hooked, you know, we haven't met yeah. up in a while. Like, I owe Satine an email. I owe Kelly from The Escapist an email. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God bless you, St. Mort. I'm so glad we got to hang out because I guess you're not going to be here for a little while longer. Yeah, I mean, l- 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 luckily you still have those hourly IMs that he sends you. Hey, be nice. Uh, okay. He's a good okay. boy. Uh, Probably out. <laughs> Minutely. Uh, but unfortunately, yeah. you know, Gilmore, I, I don't I don't see you anymore and I miss you. I know, I miss you too. I love you so much. I know, here we go. Here you we know go. what, you say that, but you'd do something about it if you truly meant it. Ooh. Harsh. I invited him to a movie. Uh, and we'll talk. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk, talk about, about we'll, we'll talk about that movie. But really quick, but uh, first, we actually have a wedding in the house. Do you guys uh, this uh, Whitney uh, Steven Sebold? Do you know oh, this guy? Yeah, he writes lists. A, a, a writer. He yeah. writes a bunch of lists every week. Yeah. Uh, Whitney got married recently, so we yeah, just want to say yeah. Muscle way to go, cup. Whitney. Um, that that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. And uh, and now I guess we can talk about. The movie we went to see. Um, now there are so many movies out. Yeah, you know what? This see. is a good weekend because we got yeah. we got Mega Mind. This the animated one. Did not see that one we yet. Got, we got what's the story? Morning Glory. Did that come what, out? this What weekend? is that? I don't know actually. What is? That? I don't think it came out this weekend. It's, a, it's about a woman who works at a at a I think a Harrison. morning oh, 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 show. Oh, yeah, it, oh, it, it's just called Morning Glory. Yeah. Oh, then what's with the what's the story? Morning. That's Glory a tagline on the ad. That's a tagline on the fucking ad. That's bigger than the title in every single billboard. Yeah. That's retarded. I know what you're saying. He did something like that with iHeart Huckabee's actually. So that's not entirely without precedent. I mean, did you think that the Social Network was called Traitor Genius? Like, is that what you thought? Because it's roughly it's roughly the same fucking poster. No, but. One of them was in a blue strip that looked like the Facebook logo, whereas they're just both on top of everyone's body. It's just you know what I love? After over a hundred, more than 180 of these shows, you know by instinct to lean forward so that the audience can see you do the finger. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, it's so well trained with you now. And we got to tell you, like, like I think Mayhem did a pretty good job taping Mayhem last episode. Mayhem actually did a guy yeah. was fairly like, vocal, episode, fairly, right? fairly yeah. vocal. Yeah. He, opin- Even with his mask. You know, you know what, we, we, what, what we like here on Geekscape? Opinions. And he was very opinionated. He was. That's a problem. Uh, I, I yeah. really am reserved. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. you're fine. You're fine. Oh. Well, let's talk about what we did see. Um, it was a packed uh Yeah, you got packed me up at the ass crack at the of dawn to go see. Due Date. Yeah. And Due Date was this uh, new Sean Phillips movie. Mm-hmm. It's got... Um, Played Saints and Automobile? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep trying to introduce the movie, but yeah. you can keep throwing out asinine <laughs> and shit. And it's okay, I already had that thought. We'll talk about it later. I'm glad you missed us. Yeah. <laughs> we Jackass. it is not a tool of the road. Um <laughs> Due Date is this new Sean Phillips movie. <laughs> he did it he fucking again. Uh he um we last saw him do this movie, The Hangover. Now he's back with Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis. And Robert Downey Jr. plays a busy architect who is in New York, I believe. At the beginning of the movie, he's in New York. Uh, I think it's Atlanta. Or Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. And he has to uh, get back to um, Los Angeles on a flight. Plenty of time to see his wife give birth to their first child. In the airport, he meets Zach Galifianakis. And through a series of hilarious events, uh, ends up on a no-fly uh, list and he has to figure out how to get to Los Angeles in a handful of days. Zach Galifianakis seems to be his only way because he's lost his ID and his money, and can't even rent a car, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You guys get it. Uh, this is a big road trip. Gilmore threw out uh, uninvitedly that uh, it's like tra- planes, trains, and automobiles. Well, sure, like, yeah. You and I had the conversation yeah. right after the movie that that's sort of what I mean. It's it's very clearly in that vein. I mean, right. Zach Galifianakis does play the John Candy character, and actually. In my opinion, does a pretty good job of it. He's very much that wacky, completely off his rocker, you know, character that he sort of—it's mm-hmm. sort of his default character. So in that regard, he's not really stretching. But 
Overall, I, I really enjoyed his performance. I thought it was, you know, highly entertaining. It was a little off kilter and had a couple of halfway decent real moments. I mean, you know, I... I yes, he had I a couple it. acting uh, yeah. couple moments where he actually yeah. had to be emotional well, and there was connection. He's going to be soon. I hope I so. I mean, here's the thing. Like, he, he the character he plays is, is this... He's, he's moving to Hollywood. He's insane. Well, he's insane. The character he's playing is insane. He's insane. But, like, the whole thing is he's moving to Hollywood specifically. He may, he's very specifically refers to L.A. as Hollywood, which if you live in L.A., you know. Nobody refers to it as Hollywood unless you live in the neighborhood. It's all L.A. And his whole thing is about how he's he's really inspired to act by two and a half men. And, yes. And he's been pushed forward by the yeah. recent death of his father. Exactly. Right. Um, but, you know, he, he plays sort of that... Off kilter, nebbishy, completely out of touch. Well, half out of touch with reality character, in a very similar vein to John Candy yeah. from *Planes, Trains, and Automobiles*, but with some really interesting, authentic moments. I mean, you really yeah. get the impression that that beneath the ridiculousness of this character, and it's a it's a pretty deep skin, that beneath that there's actually somebody who is really, you know, completely crushed by the death of his father, and somebody who actually is really trying to go and, and pursue things to you know as inspired by his father's last wishes. And meanwhile, you got Robert Downey Jr. who's just uh, it, almost to a callous point, he's busy, yeah. constantly busy and yeah. and goal-oriented and his he, his mind is set on getting home yeah. or what he's yeah. doing and Again, that starts yeah, and that starts to erode a bit yeah. over the course of this relationship. I mean, it, after watching The Hangover, I, I like The Hangover. You guys remember the the review? I enjoyed it, but it didn't have the grounding that this movie did. And by about the third act, I started feeling a little bit worn out by the movie because anything could go. Yeah, and well, I mean, you're looking for the loopholes in The Hangover because yeah. it in itself is a mystery structure. How what happened over the last 24 hours or whatever yeah. in The Hangover? You start to look. Yeah. To fill in the gaps, and that makes the movie have some loopholes more apparent than this one, which is just let's get to LA. Yeah, and the nice this thing movie was, that, was great. Yeah, I mean, I, while I love the Hangover, the, the nice thing about this was there wasn't. It was. I mean, you really kind of knew from the beginning how it was going to end right. in the sense of like they're going to make it. You know, spoiler alert: they're going to make it to LA. Maybe but, in time, maybe not. Maybe in time, not. But, yeah, but they're, they're going to get it. to LA. Yeah. I mean, the question really is, you know, sort of when it when it's two people in a car for. 70% of the film can the two actors really bounce off of one another is there good chemistry mm-hmm. is one trying to outperform the other and what we really saw I think was a good synergy of two you know two actors from fairly different you know perspectives in terms of the discipline you know really doing some pretty interesting work although you Robert Downey Jr. Like was hilarious. on one season of Saturday Live well that's true and <laughs> nobody really remembers just as most people errantly remember that Steve Martin wasn't a cast member on Saturday Night Live. No, he just hosted Ever. Like He just hosted times. a ton. Everybody yeah. thought he was a cast member. He yeah. wasn't a cast member? Never a cast no, member. No, never actually a cast member. Yeah. Yes, never, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. That's like the sort of the, the big twist of SNL in the early years is like everybody assumed he was a cast member and in fact he, he just wasn't. kept hosting. And Robert Downey Jr., he good, don't see as a strictly comedic actor because he does yeah. a lot of dramatic and action work in this oh, and that. You now, I mean, I mean, you know he's funny. Yeah. You know well, he's extremely charismatic. Yeah. Of his humor. I mean, he's yeah. actually, he Super does both really well. And I mean, even in the Iron Man films, when he has his moments of dry humor, they're very yeah. well executed, and yeah. it works very well with Zach Galifianakis. Actually, the person I would have liked to have seen more in the film is Jamie Foxx. Who was funny. Who was funny, but I mean, I really went into this movie yeah. not wanting to, uh, thinking I wasn't going to enjoy it, well, and, and I enjoyed the, uh, it a lot. Yeah. Walton said Jamie Foxx's parts were the worst. It's underused. I mean, he's just the character itself. It, you didn't need a Jamie Foxx to play the part. You could have done something with a... I mean, an Jamie actual Fox NFL a, player? Sure. Well, he's like a, that, yeah. he's a, Jamie Foxx is, is, by all means, an A-list actor. Right. 
you don't really need somebody like that for that role. That could have been a, an actual football. He's supposed to be a former football player. You could have used a, mm-hmm. you know, could have used a, a Michael Strahan or somebody right. that's more, you know, recognizable football Chet, player. Chet Ocho. So is his presence Ocho distracting, kind of like everybody in Ocean? No, yeah. I don't think so because before that, you see Danny McBride, you see uh, Juliet Lewis, you, yeah, see, I mean, you see a cameos, handful of cameos. But his is, that. I mean, Juliet Lewis is as she RZA, usually is. RZA. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like as you like as you see these different cameos, they're legitimately funny, like. You know, Jamie Foxx gets a spit take, and that's about it. I did laugh my ass off. I mean, it was funny, but that's a hell of a build-up to that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So. Um, The movie is recommended. If if you enjoyed The Hangover, I think you're going to enjoy this movie more, which is something I didn't think that I'd be saying uh, on the couch right now after seeing Due Date. I was was really thinking, in the Rotten Tomato scores, I think think they're harping too much on this. I I think they're, you know, the internet nerds. You mean us? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they, uh, hey, kids, guess what? We just called you out. They review shit without even having given it a chance. And um, and here we are with Due Date, a movie that I didn't give a chance going in. And I watched it for you guys, and I really yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I would make the argument you don't have to rush out and see it in theaters. I mm-hmm. think it's a good rental. Yeah. I mean, if really? you don't... If you don't make it to theaters, I think it's a good film. Like on a Friday night, you're like, man, I just really don't feel like going out. Let's make some popcorn and watch something. Yeah, funny. and it's a good matinee too. Yeah. If you guys want to sit down <laughs> with the popcorn and the drink. So then, should I watch this instead of Megamind? I didn't see Megamind, so we I didn't see Megamind. Yeah. I mean, what do you want from us? We didn't see <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, how dare you? Do so you're you saying th- save your money? I'm saying. So you're saying save your money and go see Megamind instead. If you're really the choice that America is faced with. If you really want to see Due Date, I would suggest you go really? see Due Date. You're going to enjoy it. I can't speak for Megamind. We didn't see that. You know that. Why but, did you even ask but that what question? Else, what else did you see, Gilmore, why would you ask that? Why would you do that to me? I'm sorry. I'm trying to do a show. You're here. not. You knew I didn't. Don't apologize. You knew I didn't. Why would you sorry. even ask? Sorry. You know Keep I didn't see yourself. Megamind. We, you are done. Before the camera You're was finished. rolling, you asked what we saw. Be quiet. Really we sorry. just removed. Hey, I mean, so what else did you see, John? Uh, guys, <laughs> um, I literally saw this movie uh, 127 hours again. I did not. I did not intend to see this movie. Yesterday we had a, 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 It's Laura's day off. We had a, a section of time, and I was like, you know what? I love going to see movies with my wife. What's out? She did not want to see Due Date at all. Megamind yes. is for the kitties. She said, oh, there's this movie called 127 Hours, and Jonathan, one of your favorite directors ever. Directed it, Danny Boyle. You guys know him from Twenty Eight Days Later. I and didn't know he directed. He directed this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 well, I told you. You don't yeah. have to exclaim that you didn't know that. But that just makes you look foolish. Uh, he also did Train Spotting and uh, millions and some of that. Down. I mean, I liked him in this Sunshine movie. I like all of his directing, right? And in this one, he's got James Franco playing the role of that guy. Remember, he got stuck in that canyon in Utah a couple years ago in yeah. 03, and he had to cut his arm off after 127 hours of surviving without water. Literally, this guy is trapped. A rock has fallen, trapped his arm against yeah. the side of this canyon wall, and he had to ultimately cut his arm off in order to escape alive. And you're just watching this ordeal. Knowing that that's the story... I didn't want to see this movie, even though I knew that the directing would be superb and that James Franco's yeah. acting supposedly was amazing. Coming out of the movie, guys, I was shaking. Yeah, a movie has not affected me on an emotional level this deeply. In I mean, I really can't recall the time. I would I would just safely say five years. Knowing that, it is the best movie I've seen this year. It will probably on January first remain the best movie I've seen this year, and it may very well be the best movie I've seen in the last five years. I don't, guys. Really? I know I'm setting the bar high. You guys, for some reason, I, I've given two good reviews so far you, of the show. This people think take. that I, people think that they uh, people think that I just hate on shit. Was this movie? If you go over the history of Geekscape, I don't hate on shit. 
I gave you transform- just hate on people. I, I just hate on you. <laughs> you. That's great. In 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 the, this 127 hours. You're not shit. Is is an hour and a half. At you're crap. From the first frame to the last, yeah. it, there is no wasted beats in this movie. Huh. It has moments okay. of such emotional poignancy that you're watching this guy try and keep himself alive for 127 hours and decide whether or not to give up. Decide it, what he's yeah. worth fighting for. I mean, as he's making decisions, how do I get the, my fuck... I mean, he's sitting there climbing. He, he gets himself trapped really early in the movie. And in the language that Danny Boyle uses in the credit sequence is language that you're going to see later in the film as he's struggling to stay awake, conscious, alive. I mean, it, it's insane what he goes through. And the entire movie is a guy literally trying to free himself from a rock. So are there a bunch of uh, like lost flashbacks? or like? You just have to see the movie. I mean, the way he works with this guy's conscience, or, or I mean, in his consciousness too. Like he fades and he, he has to sleep and he can't sleep. And this, I mean, he's struggling with things that are so internal and then you have the external elements. He's got ants. I mean, he's got to pee. He's got to do these things. And he treats each of them with a lot of weight. You know? And he thinks about his family. He thinks about you know, the girl that he broke up with. He thinks about uh, a million things. And he takes you to places mentally that are really emotional. And the visuals are insane. At the end of the day, it's just a guy trying to free himself from a rock. And you're watching this. And you're like, this is incredible. Um, it, take, it, it takes you to so many places, this movie. And at the end of the day, again, it's just a guy get it, trying to get himself freed from a rock. And I walked out of that movie shaking. I had to go run. I went running. I, I was shaking. I walked out of the movie at 2 o'clock. I was shaking until about 5.30. I was that tense watching this struggle. And, I mean, I was physically tense for, like, the, or the, the physical agony that you're watching this guy go through. I mean, everything he touches. You know where this movie's headed. You know he's going to get trapped by a rock. As you see him out there, you know, rock climbing yeah. and stuff, you're like, is this going to be the moment where he fucking, like, it's physically, it hurts. As he, I mean, there's a part where he touches a nerve in the visual shots that Danny Boyle gives you with the sound design. You feel it. You feel that this guy just hit a nerve in his arm as he's cutting that, how are you going to sever that? You know what I mean? Like, it is a grisly, visceral movie on so many levels, and you hear these stories about people puking. Yeah, P- people. Hear you hear these stories. Yeah, people yeah. go to see this one twenty-seven hours, yeah. and they're they're leaving. They're puking. They're doing all these things. They're fainting. I, I I have never felt this experience watching a movie before, where I'm this invested on an emotional and a physical level. Maybe Empire Strikes Back. I'm kidding, but I mean, but you, you, know, but you know what I mean. You don't need to cheapen. But this. you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> I do. And, and, listen, and I'm watching this movie, and I'm just like everything I've heard about it. Absolutely echoes what you're saying. I, I think that Danny Boyle is known certainly for creating scenarios and, and imagery with his audience. I mean, I'll never forget in Train Spotting, mm-hmm. you know, the baby on the ceiling with right. the head that turns out 360 degrees. I mean, like, there are things that he does in the sort of more intentionally messing with your mind kind of thing. Everything I'm hearing about this film it echoes. That. I'm saying, like, it echoes this. I mean, the, 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 the grisliness, the, the, the imagery of. of him cutting his own arm off that I, I'm told you see. Do not casually see this film. Yeah. You need to be ready for this film or you're going to fucking get eaten by this film. Theaters? The music, the sound Theaters. design, the visuals, it's insane. It. It's insane. You guys do my phone when we go off in the middle of the episode. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, if, if you guys feel ready for this movie, and again, you have to feel ready for this movie, see it in theaters. Um, I went in just wanting to see where Danny Boyle would take me, and I had no idea. And Treat Williams is in it, so you're going to enjoy that. 
Do my Treat Williams. <laughs> That'll be a treat. Yeah. That'll be a treat. I don't. I Williams don't, was yeah. the bad guy in the Phantom, right? He was also uh, in Deep Rising. I, was he the bad guy in the Phantom? He might have been. Does he play the bad guy in this movie? He played the dad. He plays the. <laughs> he, he plays. plays he, he plays the, the boulder. He plays the, <laughs> he plays the piece of it. He plays, he, he, he's the rock. He's the rock. He's with his face on it, like, <laughs> like Conan's mouth is yeah. on celebrities. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, the movie. That's Conan's mouth. That's my impression of Treat Williams. Movie's <laughs> incredible. Movie is incredible. Uh, let's actually talk about comic book movies as we segue into news. You know, I was thinking, uh, by the way, what do you need, when sir? you talk about different segments in the show, we need the, we need really cheesy graphics that go no, between, don't. cut cut in between different segments. Yeah, you just make it more work for me. As you guys can tell, I don't want to. <laughs> You yeah, know what you yeah. could fuck, do, Dad? Fuck that shitty idea. Well, here's you the thing. You know what we could do, Dad, to show us you love us? Well, I got drinking. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I got some absinthe that's calling me. Oh, you know what? We can do that, but we'll charge for the episode. No. This shit is free. <laughs> this shit is free. You get what you pay You're for. You're going to see two dickheads <laughs> on a couch. It's like, yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, this, you know this orange chicken sample is lukewarm. <laughs> you took that sample, motherfucker. Let, let, and let, it still tastes like orange chicken. You How guys, did you get on orange chicken? <laughs> I don't know. I think he's hungry. Count. Just say, all I'm saying is count, yeah, count, yeah, count your blessings that we can put sentences together. I'm sure a lot of these podcasts out here there this would be are a bunch this would be a bad time to do my death impression. Bunch of fucking <laughs> dick bags sitting on a fucking couch being like, I saw that London guy do it. I'm just, did you see last episode? Where Gilmore and Ben Dunn couldn't let each other fucking finish sentences for long enough to get an opinion out? You know what? I'm not adding little graphic title sequences. You know why? Because count yourself lucky that you don't get last episode every episode. That's why. I'm sitting there watching this episode and mayhem called me he goes that was some shit and i was like mayhem i'll watch it i'll make sure please don't kill them mayhem mayhem had a hit out on you he didn't know this for for about 48 hours i mean mayhem mayhem was gonna kill you yes mayhem called me and goes you gotta watch this geekscape shit he's hurting your brand and i was like i was like hold on hold on mayhem let me watch it and i watched it and i was like fuck these fucks are annoying but that you know what they don't deserve death you know shit not quite <laughs> I was like, I was like, Mayhem, send him more. Did you, get, did you at least get the warning? Which you can't May, see Mayhem, like, he said, I'm gonna put a bullet hole through the window. Mayhem, Mayhem, Mayhem doesn't strike with warning. <laughs> yeah, you're Gilmore, right. Gilmore's got an expression on his face right now that can't determine whether he should be laughing at this or genuinely <laughs> concerned that he may have actually had a hit out on him for about 48 hours. For Mayhem. Hours. <laughs> for Mayhem. What would you do if Mayhem came after you? I think, I think, you know, anyone in this room would just fucking take it and die. What, yeah, what can we really do? There's not much you can do. It's Mayhem. It's like those last seconds of everyone, like, of all the bad guys and the crow, like, they have that right. look on their face. That's, what, that's they, what you should feel like immediately when aren't you they remaking that? as a... Yeah, they, they are remaking it, but but let's face it, like, oh, good. A like new, a new generation Mark, of goth. Kids the thing is, how how been bored with the Nolan Joker already? <laughs> so they need a new crow. How can you? Uh, I don't want to go to Comic Con. How can you? How can, <laughs> <laughs> the year that the crow comes out, we're not going. We're not going. We're not going. We're not going. I'm not doing Halloween that year. Geekscape is calling an immediate hiatus to whenever the new crow remake gets released. Yeah, guys, that's the year we're canceling the booth, or George, George, George mans it by himself. I want to walk around. And look at the slave layers. Yeah. Sorry, George, you're doing the couch. Yeah, sorry, sorry, George. It can't rain all the time. Oh no. Yeah. Woo! Can we move on to comic books before guys, I cut a bitch? No, no, not comic books. <laughs> comic book movies. The, the, you guys wow. know about the Spider-Man reboot they got going over at Sony now. You, you know the Andrew Garfield one that uh, Mark Webb is directing. Still wanted to see Donald Glover. Anyway. Yeah, we now have the. Um, Come on, a black Spider-Man? We're due. Nope. 
Tracy Morgan. Uh, we now have, I don't know my lines. <laughs> we have Uncle it's Ben and uh, Aunt May now. Uh, they're going to be played by Martin Sheen and Sally Field. Yeah. What do you, I mean, what do you I, think? Well, I don't know about Martin Sheen because I wish they would have uh, chosen someone that's going to be alive long enough to make more than two movies. Uh, oh. But uh, Jesus. The, but the... What? Look at him. Uh, Who's but, the last guy? Cliff Robinson? Yeah. Cliff Robinson. I think that's his name. And, uh, Martin Sheen's gonna be around. Sally Field, he's uh, gotta Sally take... Field at May. They're Look, going ultimate. A, A. I, I'm okay with Sally with Sally Field. Right. I almost said Sally May. Um, I think I owe them money. Um, I, I, I know I owe them money. <laughs> I owe them money. Uh, we all do. But Martin Sheen, I think actually, I mean, it makes sense. He sort of has. He's got sort of the look of the traditional Uncle yep, Ben. Right. Like it's very, you know, he's good narrator. He's got a good narration. Did we need voice. such high profile actors? That's what I wonder. It's like, do we need? I mean, Why you're not, not? going to go see, but you're not going to go see the movie for Martin Sheen or, or Sally Field. You're not going to go see the movie for the characters of Uncle Ben and you know what that means. You know most likely means that that origin story is going to be long. I mean, yeah. I mean, do you, do you uh, need the baggage? Do you need the baggage that comes with high-profile well, actors, or would you rather do what they did, which was like recognizable actors but not high-profile? Okay, here's my. Okay, I like that. I'm going to diatribe for a minute. Please, I sir. Apologize no, the, the, this is the form we provide here. Here's the thing. We spend so much goddamn time nitpicking about which actors mm. are playing which role. We worry about whether they've got too much celebrity potential. Mm. I, you're not even paying attention. I am, sir. Okay. Celebrity potential. But more importantly, I, I, I always just get I always just get annoyed. You're welcome, that we, listeners. That we that we spend so much time focused on these little like little things before the movie's out, so that by the time the movie does come out, we're so prejudiced by our own opinions about individual actors and choices and whether they're doing it more as an origin story versus, uh, you know, uh, in the middle of, you know, issue 50. Like, I'm sorry, guys. I just want to see the damn movie before I judge it. I want to see what they put together. Maybe, maybe that Uncle Ben and Aunt May are going to be the two greatest you know, Uncle Ben's and Aunt May's that have ever existed, and we're going to be fucking knocked away, and we're going to look at that and go, of course they cast those two. I'm surprised they didn't do it in the previous version. Like, I, I, you know, I, I, I get that we want to be... You're drawing a car. I, <laughs> he is. I get that we want to define these movies ahead of time because we want to feel smart about them, but I, I want to see the movie first. But yeah. here's the thing. It's not like, oh, this actor's playing this. It's that... They're wasting time. So you got time. fucking Norma Ray playing Aunt May. It's like that they're so wasting. What? It's okay. that they're. Wa- is they're going to be wasting a lot of time? That this is the kind of time that you we want to see him punch the lizard event. Yeah, time. we want him to see him punch the lizard. We want to. Look, I spent that We've time drawing drawing a, a, a drawing a, a truck society. with a flag on the back that says "Get out of the way." So he says "Get out of the way," and he's driving fast. You can tell by this little thing. You know that's not how that's pronounced right now in your head. When Get out of way. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Wait. What are you saying? I don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced. Get out of way. No racist. How is that guy? any different? How, yeah, how is that that much different <laughs> than get away? Look, if it's an origin story that takes up the whole damn movie, whatever. I, I'm sorry. Like maybe it's the best origin story ever told, and maybe it's shit. Maybe it's a fucking awful idea. Is Bible. it a good origin story? Maybe. The what do you think story. of the origin story, fellas? We all know it. Of Spider-Man? Yeah, we all know it. That's it what needs you think to be a it. fucking flash. We get it. We could do, we could finish it in the credits. Um, it sounds like they're going to be alive long enough to be more. Um, guys. Speaking about new, uh, origin stories, yeah, that's what we do here. We're judgmental. Yeah. We are geeks. What if they don't kill Uncle Ben? What if they don't kill Uncle Ben? What if Uncle Ben impregnates Aunt May again and he has a little brother? I don't fucking know. They can do so whatever the fuck the they devil want. That looks like a demon. Well, he won't be a brother. Uh, it'll be a cousin. Like a it's menace. Go- like a mini demon green goblin from the Ultimate Universe. It's menace from the current universe. Oh. Guys, uh, Johnny Depp and Tim Burton, they got their new movie. Cut out okay. for them. Okay. We knew about. I mean, we learned about this two years ago at, at Comic Con. They were going to do that sh- Dark Shadows 
film adaptation. Uh, I don't know what that is. We, we don't because we're not... Uh, you know what? I, I made a joke to Modern Boy that I was like, oh, dude, I don't know what that fucking shit is. I don't, I don't watch British television. He goes, no, it's not British television. It's, it was actually on ABC back during the early 80s or late 70s. And I was like, oh, it just looked British because it looked boring and shot on PAL. That's what. It, that's why I thought. <laughs> like, uh, but Johnny Depp is going to make watch that. watch Doctor Who. That's anyway. his next. That's his next movie. Barnabas, Barnabas Collins. He's going to play Barnabas Collins in um, Dark Shadows and uh, Modern Boy on the Forums is going to watch it. The rest of us are going to go. What's that boring shit? Um, speaking you know of TV like, shows, you know what, what I like? I like that you're always. I always think you're like so. You're, you're like so warm. You're so no, fuzzy. you know what? Like, um, you're like a little teddy bear. I like doing Geekscape because I get to uh, make fun of stuff. Uh, Moving on. You saw that um, that Chris Evans is Captain America in the, uh, what is it, Entertainment Weekly or something? They had the, yeah. the yeah. pictures of him yeah. in his fucking shit. Like, yeah. You see him in the full uniform. You see him with his shirt off. Like, How is this? This movie is like that degree off from a gay porno. Like, how is this not the most ultimate fucking gay porno that, I mean, think well, about it. Well, then Gayscape will review it. This is hardcore, I mean, this is a hardcore fucking whack fest now, for many I of us. I never thought of that, nor have I heard anyone else Chris Evans is fucking good looking. And he's in, he's got his shirt oh, off. Oh my and god, all he's too good looking otherwise. Th- no, no, think back. about it, think about it, think about it, think about it. Think about it. Enter- Entertainment Weekly, <laughs> Entertainment Weekly, you're publishing all these photos of Cap in costume without the fucking mask. He doesn't look like Captain America. He looks like fucking Steve Rogers. Half these pictures, he's got his damn shirt off. We, no, no, you're going in the opposite direction, Entertainment Weekly. You don't have us excited. Put the damn mask on. Not all of you. I want to see. I'm not all. Well, I'm not excited. The lower half of him is excited. I'm not. Ex- I'm not excited about Chris Evans with his shirt off and, and or maybe wearing a Captain America uniform shirt. I want the fucking helmet. I want to see what it looks like with the A. I want to see Captain America. That's why everybody, when they got all excited about it... You think we're going to get, like, green helmet, uh, Captain, like, I don't Ultimates know. E? I don't know. Whatever. I want to know. When Entertainment Weekly put these pictures out and everybody got so excited, some of us more than others, it was like, dude... Oh, like they put a t-shirt on them. Yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, yeah. You can buy that at fucking Hot Topic. Yeah, that I'll agree with Screen you printed. Yeah. It's like, give us the helmet. We want to see what Captain America looks like, right? Like, we yeah. want to see the complete Captain America. We want to see Cap's cap. We want to see Cap's cap. That's right. You're done. You're finished. That's right. So, th- I mean, talking. that's how I feel. <laughs> that being said, what we saw, yeah, it's all par for the course, pretty spot on. It's getting there. It's action. I mean, it's, it's PR shots. Yeah, it's PR I, shots. You know, it's fine. But they did have, uh, I saw shots of Hugo Weaving that was cool in those. Mm. Hugo Weaving did look some kind of control panel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe having, maybe trying this to won't go badly and turn me into the Red Skull. Exactly. Right. So, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Stanley Tucci. Saw a couple shots of Stanley Tucci. Uh, in yeah, and can, can we talk about... Erskine? Oh yeah, Erskine or whatever his name Erskine, is. Erskine, Erskine. Well, originally it was Reinstein. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, in the original comic, it's he's Doctor Reinstein and he's Vita Rays. Oh, this uh, Hugo Weaving. Yeah. In the, it, I didn't see this photo you're talking about. I, I'm interested in it, just that I can tell. In this role, does it look like he smelled something badly? Yes. Because yeah. in, 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 okay, it, yeah. yeah. What he looks like. The, 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 lines, the lines here have actually been tattooed in. Yeah. And here, so that it just constantly looks like that. Even, even when he plays he a nice guy. He's actually had shit surgically ta- tattooed under, under his, his nose. Under yeah. his nose. Even constantly. when he played Elrond, he lo- even when he was a good guy, even when he was Elrond, it was like every shot of the dude, he was like smelling something horrible. He's uh, it's the fucking you gotta watch Priscilla something. Queen of the Desert no, if you want to see it. Right. Right. Some yeah. people do this and it bothers me and they're actors. I mean, it's, <laughs> and the uh, worst part is they're actors. I mean, is, honestly, what's subjected to them every time I turn on my DVD player? Uh, go <laughs> hey, ahead. Yes. Please. They're nose flares when someone's trying to like emote 
or do something that like oh you're not expecting this or like so you know a lot of a lot right. of the shit you, you know like, I went to acting school that's the very flares. first thing they teach you get the fuck out Meisner Stanislavski and nose flare right. the three major <laughs> acting techniques the Scooby Doo school of acting wowzers yeah. <laughs> like going Scoob our nose flares are gonna be awesome. Sorry. That's pretty fucking good. Uh, let's talk. Right, t- Reggie. Let's, let's, Reggie. let's you, talk TV. We're so happy we propped that frame. <laughs> it's the only time I get to use it. Um, <laughs> Caprica got canceled. Yeah. Yeah. So Parking, once again. So you need to continue to not watch that show. Parking meters. And oh yeah, the fucking parking meters in another world. It's like so stupid. Oh, this is science <laughs> fiction, but they have parking meters. Okay. Yeah. It's cool though, because there's another Battlestar spinoff coming out. Yeah, how are they gonna bridge that shit if they part know. of the bridge ain't built? Are they gonna have time to finish it? Do you you know? are just you're just a, a racist world. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like the sci-fi channel is calling yeah. George Lucas for fucking advice. It's uh, like let's just keep spewing this shit out after we broke it. So they're not gonna finish it? Is Caprica? It, yeah. I don't know. They'll, if, probably, they'll I, probably. I'll tell you. I finished it at the end of the pilot. <laughs> like it was yeah. finished for me then. No, no, but you know with Dollhouse, like they they knew, you know, it's like oh shit, and then they did all of the shitty story that they could have done in like three seasons and turned it into six episodes, which were six great episodes. That's true. Like if I'll they be honest, though, Caprica, yeah. it can end strong. Well, my do you guess, watch it? it? No. It depends on how far they got in production, of course. I mean, if they only had... A... I'm only interested because of Blood and Chrome. Right. I'm only interested yeah. because of the next series that's coming that's going to sort of go in to yeah. actual Battlestar, which means that, theoretically, we should see some of the characters we actually care about, know, and love, mm-hmm. and aren't 16-year-old girls who are out yeah. going to orgies. Right. My guess is one of two. They got that shit in Caprica? If yeah. they, I don't know where I'm they are in production. Them. If they got it canceled early enough in production, they'll try and wrap it up the way that Dollhouse did with three great seasons and you know four or five episodes. Uh-huh. Otherwise, my get my guarantee is that the first two episodes of Blood and Chrome will be purely clean up. Know, that yeah, clean up, batting uh, clean up, and and okay. bridged link. I got you. So like you start the bridge from this side, it gets canceled halfway. Then the people on this side go, wait, we can fix this. So man, that's like pain. my car's pretty good by the way. That's you like, like paying, that? It's like a truck. Yeah, it's It's nice. like getting busted for drugs and then paying your bail with drug busting money. Really. Like that with, with your Interesting analogy. It's totally like, wrong, but yeah, I like yeah, it. It's, uh, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, we're getting another chance. Cool. Here's more of this. Yeah. I may say rude things. I'm not the one here who comes from a dark place. This guy. Oh, oh Gilmore. Brian Gilmore over there on the left side with a little nibbit. <laughs> So happy to have you here, Gilmore. Missed you last week at ZombieCon. I missed you. But let's talk zombie television real quick. Oh, Who watched we? this Walking Dead premiere? We had Everybody. already seen it. 5.3 million people. 5.3 million people. This was the biggest cable series, uh, narrative series uh, premiere in uh, AMC's history. Yeah. Since they've been doing narrative content. It's pretty big for most and it's And it's yeah. one of the biggest ones in a long time for for basic cable. I mean, this is, this is a no, huge, this is huge premiere. And frankly... Well deserved with the numbers. It was a great totally. episode. It was so well bad. done. Um, you know, it was well paced in my opinion. I mm-hmm. thought that you know the one thing that I worried about for the first half hour of the of the the premiere was I kept waiting for what we normally wait for in zombie movies, which is that first giant scare where like everybody's in a sense of complacency and then forty zombies jump out and try and eat you. Like yeah. for me, I kept waiting for that, and it was interesting to me how that tension transformed from. Oh God! There's a zombie coming. To Oh God! The zombies are coming. Like yeah. this, like constant tension of you know what the characters must be feeling of yeah. like we're stuck I, here. We're stuck here. There's yeah. no. There's literally no way out of this. Right. It was fascinating to me. We talked about it two weeks ago with Ian Carter. You guys uh, like know my thoughts on it. Phenomenal season. Yeah. Uh, episode two, which you guys should have watched by now. Phenomenal. Uh, very excited to see where this thing goes. Yeah. And 
It's awesome that people are watching. Oh, the first it. six episodes, Darabont directs all of them, or no? Just the four? second, one, no. There's the first one. So just far. the first uh, one. The first okay. one he directed. The second one was directed by someone else. Yeah. But you know what? It is seamless in the yeah. transition, and I really love episode two. Yeah. I mean, the expansion. You're going to get new characters. It's awesome. You guys. Yeah. You guys probably already enjoyed it. Um, but it, you know what's cool is that it wouldn't have gotten those numbers had it just been us geeks. Does that make sense? Like it just, just I, agree. It, I mean, well, it probably know, wouldn't have gotten those numbers. Half I mean, would have pirated it anyway. I mean, no. I mean yeah. people, people outside of our of of our world are watching this. We're getting normal mainstream audiences watching The Walking Dead. It's phenomenal. Question: This came up at Comic Con. Do we think that something like that dilutes the geek brand? Who gives a shit? Here's the thing: as a creator, you don't care who's buying as long as it's they're buying. You know what I mean? So it's purely commercially driven. I mean, commercial in the the commerce. I mean, sense think about it. it. Like, like th- this is a huge success, and it deserved the success. I agree. And it's gonna. Reta- and here's the thing: it's gonna retain the success. It's not like a, a big movie that comes out and it does well, but then it has like an eighty percent drop the following weekend. You know, because you know, like this is sustained. We know what happens when only a geek audience shows up. We get Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Scott Pilgrim was great substance. Yeah. But it needs that commercial appeal, which is why when I say I'm not being callous when I say. Who cares? It made money. I'm saying, guys, Scott Pilgrim, we came out for it. We supported Scott Pilgrim, but you need something more. You need that commercial appeal. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, I and, 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 and yeah, and to not so pre-screen it a hundred times so the only people that are going to go watch it. Right. Did you pay to see it again in theaters, Gilmore? No, I yeah. saw it twice before it came out. Wow. For wow. free, for things that they were publicizing. Come, wow. come! Yeah, truth. Well. Gilmore, part of every problem. <laughs> well, it's true. Hollywood included. Um, guys, let's talk about that zombie con. We went to this uh, zombie convention in Seattle. Geekscape was one of the sponsors. We were also the, the host of many of the panels. We made some friends. I got to tell you, Malcolm McDowell was there. He asked to take a picture with Brian Walton. And I'm being dead honest with you guys. From but, the Truffle Shuffle? No, uh, <laughs> before the Truffle Shuffle, he remembered Brian Walton from the uh, from the Comic Con when he had when he did a station ID, and then. Uh, ZombieCon had like um, all the. Uh, it was it was a great convention. Yeah. But it was the first year of the convention, so there's there's a learning curve, and like a lot of the panels were in a separate building, uh. and so we were noticing that the panels were lower attended than needed to be. So we started moving a lot of those panels back into the main hall and setting them up on the main stage, and it's just something that happened. So anytime to keep the momentum going throughout the day, uh, I we we barely shot for Geekscape because we were constantly on that stage, yeah, I'm sure. creating panels yeah. and pulling panels up. Walton literally go, goes over to me on like a sat on Saturday and goes, "Hey Jonathan, I need you. We're gonna do a zombie fashion show." What? I'm checking the program. I'm like, "What?" And he goes, "No, no, no. We're just creating it." He gets on the microphone, "Hello, zombie con uh, attendees. If you're dressed as a zombie, come to the front stage in the main hall. We're gonna have a fashion show, and the winner wins something. You know." And I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was, but but there were so many a retailers. piece of cake. There were there were people who were selling zombie beef jerky, zombie energy drinks, zombie T-shirts, zombie weapons. All these things were being you know all these retailers and stuff selling books yeah. and comics and DVDs. That we were just finding people who wanted to donate stuff as prizes, and and Walton was a fucking MVP. Like we know Walton. He, <laughs> this is Walton, unlike you've ever seen Walton. This was like Ultimate Universe Walton. Like he was up on that stage. He had the microphone. Would you and, call and, it Uber Walton? Walton's defense. <laughs> he came over here and goes, "Hey man, Geekscape's your ship. 
do you want to be the captain of this stuff? And I was like, no, man. Like, you are fucking owning it. He's getting the zombies riled up in the crowd. He goes, are you guys excited for that? It was Walton like you've never seen him before. It was his baby, wasn't it? Let me tell you. Walton created the idea. Like, he, he suggested to everybody, hey, we should do a zombie convention. Or there should be a zombie convention. And Ryan and Kimberly ran with it. And I'm down with that. The convention was great. Malcolm, Mc, I mean, if you guys go to our Geekscape's YouTube, you'll see the wedding uh, yeah, vows that. That, that Bruce Campbell and Ted Raimi were or, or ordaining. That This stuff is insane. Um, Malcolm McDowell ended up playing Seen It with us on stage, and I got Gilmore, or not Gilmore, so the other person I had to make fun of for the whole weekend. <laughs> Wal- that would have been you under the bus. Uh, Walton, I got him up on stage to do the Truffle Shuffle, and our good buddy at the Seattle Film Blog, Put it up on their YouTube uh, and actually gave us the footage so we could run it for you guys right now. So, thank you so much, Seattle Film Blog. You guys are fantastic. Go on YouTube and look them up. They got some great uh, Seattle Film uh, clips there on their on their YouTube. And we're gonna show you guys a real clip, like quick clip of us playing "Seen It" with Malcolm McDowell and Walton doing the truffle shuffle. Uh, Walton would want you to know. Make sure that you notice Malcolm McDowell behind him, fist pumping. Yeah. Fist bumping. Fist That's bumping. right. At the, at, the ta- at the tail end yeah. of all this. Terrace yeah. fist bump. Because they were on the same team. Right. Yeah. Do it. You gotta do it well. <laughs> Trouble shuffle. Keep going. So that was Walton. Uh, you know what? Being a it's very good, good friend. I threw him out there. And he, you know what? He showed up. Didn't he also do the Trouble Shuffle uh, at the Hollywood Outdoor Cinema? Anywhere I can have Walton do the Trouble <laughs> Shuffle, I can do it. I uh, just remembered that. Yeah. Uh, Anywhere we can humiliate <laughs> Walton, name. let's do it. Oh, uh, fantastic. Geekscape, uh. come work for us. We will humiliate you publicly in front of tons of people. Um, no, it was fun. George Romero was there. Uh, Kevin Anderson, one of our, our Geekscapists, who also did um, Night of the Living Trekkies, he was there with his book, Night of the Living Trekkies. He was signing at the Barnes & Noble booth. Wait, he's a Geekscapist? He's a Geekscapist. I knew him as a Geekscapist first. So Wasn't that book fun? So much. I read that book so quick, and it was just like it was like a little bit of Die Hard, a little bit Such of zombie. Such a brilliant idea! The trailer for that that's out, that's rolling around. Oh, he genius. sent me the trailer, uh, guys. You guys have to read this damn book, especially if you're a Trekkie fan, because so many of these references went over my head, but they weren't written in a way that it mattered if they went over my head. Yeah. It was just like I was like, you know what? Like they're getting pretty, they're they're rolling deep. It's probably on something. This. I, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's. I'm it's, not a Trekkie. A lot of the yeah. references went past my head, yeah. but but they were written in a way that didn't matter. Nah. And I enjoyed them. As you I know? Say, it's, it's probably it's it's probably something I would have to explain to you. Yeah, Kevin Anderson was there. We were throwing up some pictures, and then uh, this guy uh, Stephen Lindsay, who's also on the forum. You know Stephen Lindsay. We all thought he was a psychopath and was going to skin <laughs> us. Like, here's the thing. Like, like some of the geeks gave us until you meet him in person, you just don't know. You just don't know. You don't you know, know if they're weird. Like, like Matt I Kelly. Absolutely agree. Like, we didn't know Matt Kelly wasn't going to be, like, a psychotic. Like, Matt Kelly was, like, St. Mort on the forums was just, like, nonstop intense. He loves Geekscape. I thought I'd be dead within five minutes of meeting him. No. Matt Kelly is a fucking cool guy. Big Yanks. Big Yanks is one that was a big question mark for quite some time. And then I ultimately meet Big Yanks. Cool guy. We'll go out to the movies. Uh, this guy, um, Stephen, uh, this guy, um... Stephen Lindsay is, is the same. He created this comic called Jesus Hates Zombies, which I actually got right here in the trade paperback. I'm about halfway through it. It's Stephen Lindsay wrote it, 
And the, the cover art is another guy I met at ZombieCon, Ben Templesmith, who did the artwork for 30 oh, Days a Night. Hey. So I spent most of ZombieCon, while well, Brian Walter was running everything, uh, I spent it like at the booth just hanging out with Steven and, and Ben, and we were making some buds, right? Good buds. And this comic is about uh, Jesus and zombies have, the zombie apocalypse has happened, right? And I don't know why God sat so long on it, but he goes... All right, Jesus, you got to go down to Earth and fucking fix shit. But here's a catch: a lot of the people who used to worship you are all eaten, so your powers are going to be super weak. You need to regain faith in order to win your powers back. So he's like a fairy or the ultimate warrior. Yeah, he got sent back. Yeah, he's like the ultimate warrior. He has to shake the ropes to get his powers. Um, no, he comes back and he's basically just like a like a blue collar dude, which Jesus was. He was a carpenter, and now he's back on Earth. And this is a four-issue uh, trade that I'm looking at right here. It was in. In Stevens got this. It was. Uh, it's published by Two Fifteen Inc. This the publisher. You guys can order it in your diamond. Go to your comic book retailer and tell them you want to, You want Jesus versus zombies. Jesus hates zombies. You want to order Jesus hates zombies. You want to read the whole damn thing. I think it's hilarious. You know when a geekscape is like, oh, I did this thing creative. And it always sucks. It, no, it doesn't. Oh, I mean. It often sucks. Okay. It can. But yeah. like Jiminy, you know, the little Jiminy kid in New Zealand, his his music's great. Yeah, actually, he's right? he has a good voice. His music's and like he's great. Yeah. And here is another instance of a geekscapist with his creative book. He comes out and the artwork's good. The fucking writing is good. Stephen Lindsay is bringing his A game on this. And you know what? If he wasn't a buddy of mine, I bought this. I paid money for it. It, I mean, it, I felt good paying money for it. Cam Anderson's book, I felt good paying money for it. These are things that you should be doing supporting your fellow Geekscapists. It's a nice, it's a nice note he wrote you, too. Yeah, he wrote me a note. He said, Jonathan, words cannot describe the love I feel for my wife. Dot, dot, dot. And you're okay, too. Stephen Lindsay, 2010. And then Ben Templesmith drew like a little, uh, uh, like, a, like a, what is that? Like a vampire, right? It's like a Nosferatu. It's like a Nosferatu vampire right here. It's a pony. And he wrote cheers because he's Australian. And I guess, uh, I guess they, they haven't, Figured out their their unique Australian greeting yet? They still have to borrow the British one. You know what would a good Australian greeting be? Do not put me on the spotlight. Like what do you, what do you think? Because <laughs> like that's that's British right there, and uh, and Ben made it very clear that help he's not me, British. Uh, help me out of this danger room. I'm, I just got poisoned by any of a million animals on this fucking island. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think it's I think basically Jurassic I Park. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Australia is Jurassic Park. I, I thought I was Jurassic Park. Only the, the dinosaurs yeah. are guys that think, will kill you. I think a really good greeting. And I don't know how he would write this in a comic. Is Australians should be able to go up and greet people and go, like fucking Crocodile Dundee did when he tried to get that fucking water buffalo out of the road. He like, you know what he yeah, did? Yeah. No, I, I know it. I'm like, I'm I think, I think. I, I, what do you think? I don't think it's going to really work for you. Yeah, it's not going to work for anybody. Do you think Crocodile? Here's the thing. Water buffalo, right? He does it with the animal. Do you think Crocodile Dundee had the ability to do that for Poontang? Like he could go into a bar and be go to a girl and be like, like a young croc. You know what we should do? A young Crocodile Dundee Adventures TV show and pitch that. It's like a young him. Yeah, him and his teens, and he's using like. I feel like the, I saw something like this. Yeah, he's gonna some kooks. Yeah, he's gonna try to touch up some. That's some, what he hunted. That's yeah. what he started out hunting. hunting actually, was yeah, kooks. I think Milf Hunter is the the the, the porn site Milf Hunter oh, is a God. prequel. Milf Hunter. No, we just need to do a partnership with Milf Hunter. Get that shit produced. Get some costumes. Hey, Milf Hunter, the can you do a? The few geekscapists that don't know that are currently going. Oh dear, Barbara, why? <laughs> Mill Thunder is a prequel. They're not all Jews from the 70s, though, so... It's true. Oh, dear Barbara! <laughs> 
Barbara's her mom. Also, sorry. The, 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 the best Jews. is uh, you anti-Semitic son of a bitch. The best. My girlfriend's Jewish. The best. Oh my oh, god, why? Her. The best. Oh my god, why of Geekscape was when that when we had Eric Diaz on the show years ago, <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. and, and Eric Diaz was talking about munging or about oh, something he'd seen at the yeah. fucking some uh-huh. gay parade in San Francisco yeah. and about what they would do to each other Jeez. and in the parade in public. We we should have Eric Diaz and Hong back, and we're talking about the, it, it, on this on the podcast. And a little kid is was listening to it, and he was laughing out loud. Right as his mom entered the room, and she goes, "My God, what are you listening to?" And he goes, "It's just Geekscape, Mom. <laughs> you know that podcast about movies, video games, and comics, and whatever the fuck we decided to talk about." Um, nice to always stay on top. So, guys, <laughs> so support your fellow Geekscapists. Uh, go to um, go to go to your comic store and tell the people, "Hey, I, this month." I want Jesus Hate Zombies ordered. My boy Stephen Lindsay wrote a damn good book. And he's got this other comic, Massive Awesome, which is literally, listen to this shit, and tell me this isn't going to be the biggest piece of shit comic. It is a pickle who thinks he's a zombie but isn't a zombie, a pickle. And a piece of bacon who's like a ninja expert with like a fucking bandana-like thing. Like Super Action Man. Tell me that is probably the shittiest idea for a comic, right? It's like something I would roll my eyes at on the Sunday. You're like, buddies. oh my god, yeah, who's right. this idiot making a comic about next, a piece of bacon? About a piece of bacon <laughs> teaming up with a fucking zombie pickle trying to fight monsters in like machines and shit. I, I saw this comic and I was like, what is this? What's this Cartoon Network reject? I, I, I read the comic. I fucking enjoyed the comic a yeah. lot. The comic was hilar- hilarious. Massive awesome. That's also coming out. So you're going to want to tell your uh, comic book store owner to get this. It is, it is literally the story of a sentient piece of bacon who is on a quest to find out who is trying to kill him. And his only ally is a pickle who believes himself to be a zombie. Who's trying to kill us? Let's find out and kick their ass. That's basically the comic. Okay, that's cool. It's that's awesome. Like the beginning of a halfway and it's sandwich. hilarious. It's hilarious. Uh, Ruben. Yeah, did you guys see what's going on with the big two? Uh, DC Comics is Batman Inc. Yeah. Bruce Wayne came out and said, oh, oh yeah. I'm the guy who's been supporting Batman this whole right. time. With I his technology. It's basically Iron Man, which makes me think of Ian Kerner's big rant about the Captain America Batman stuff being parallel and when they were both dead but trapped in time and how they came mm-hmm. back and then their books ended up both being late and the same. Uh, at what point did the big two just stop copying each other with shit? You know what I mean? You know, frankly, I wouldn't mind the Amalgam comics coming back. Let's just blend them all together and see what let's happens. Let's just make them one. Let's, let's yeah. bring back, back Tales of the Bat Claw or whatever the fuck that was. Rip Claw. Dark Claw. Dark Claw. Super Soldier. Whatever that Lobo was. The do- uh, Lobo his, the do- his mic is starting to sag. Is he all right? He's actually projecting well. So okay, okay. He's I good. am a okay. loud motherfucker. So. I know we like you. You have yeah, a very yeah. good tone. Um, I like my tone, too. Like so, hello, ladies. So Batman-y. I also like his tone. And then I guess he's going to set up the Batman. And like He's going to set up Nightwing in one city and, and different people yeah, in different he's, cities. He's, he's, to he's like franchising protect- Batman. Right. Okay. It's we a, should we should order it. We should get a, we should get you started up on like a. You should be the Batman for like Culver City or something. I'll be, yeah, I'll be the. I'll be the I'll, Maybe I'll, just your block. Can we start? I'll, I'll be the Batman for like Miracle Mile. Gotta be yeah. honest. Let's start small. Let's start the Batman of North Hollywood. 
See what happens. Oh God. <laughs> oh no 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 no. That's, no, that's a real no, Batman. No, 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 no. That's a real you Batman. You asked me to be a real Batman. No, Valley real, Village. There's real, there's real gang members. <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe Temecula. Like, uh, Temec- maybe what Temec- is Temec- 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 Lake. Okay, no, I'll be no, the no. Batman of Carson. Do you think? Do you think? This is. We're gonna send this to, to Bruce. We're gonna send, we're gonna send this to Mr. Carson. D- dear Mr. Wayne. We're gonna send this to Mr. Wayne. Here's why I think I should be the Batman of my local municipality. Gilmore here. A little Lord Gilmanroy over here on the left. Say hello to Mr. Wayne. Uh, wants to possibly franchise a Batman for just his block in Culver City. There is a 7-Eleven where a few young hoods, when high school lets out, maybe the middle school, they like to hang out in front of the 7-Eleven. Possibly fifth graders. Shopkeeper doesn't want them there. And Gil- the, the Gilmore, local good shopkeeper would like the, them to the leave. The 7-Eleven guy, he doesn't want them there, but he doesn't want to run them out, right? Because if he starts too much trouble, the NSA gets involved, finds out he's not even a citizen, and they get him out of here, right? Why do you assume he's an illegal? Because I know the guy. And I've been watching them for years. I'm talking to you. You haven't answered everything. Okay. So listen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Southie, for Christ's sake. So listen. We need Gilmore to be empowered with your Batman technology to patrol the streets around his block. He'd break a sweat if he fucking went across the street. And, uh, and he needs a protector. All right? The block needs a protector. Someone, Hi. someone, Hi. someone, Hi. someone, Hire me, what, what are please. some of the crimes that have been committed? Uh, mail being, being stolen. Someone was stealing a newspaper for a while, yeah. right? A dog got out, cat getting out of the trees. And then this whole fucking thing with the Seven Eleven. it's just going to grow into a full fledged gang. We need to dip into the you realize now. He's not going to send you Batman outfit. He's going to send you like Robin tights that are too short and expect mm. you just make do. Mm. Preferable. Grudge. You know what you need to send get arrested wearing you, you know, you know what? Anything you, you, send, had, you, you just send, end up on uh, on uh, Hollywood. You know what? At uh, this point, know, send him fucking Chinese Barbara theater. Gordon's wheelchair. It'll make him bigger. Like, it, like anything is an improvement Jesus at this point, right? Christ. Like, send him that giant fucking penny that's hanging out in your fucking bat cave, all right? Because that just makes you look like a weirdo, Mr. Wayne. Send him the penny, maybe the T Rex. Well, didn't isn't it DC that took the old? Uh, there was an old hero that's now in public domain, The Web, and he turned it into a superhero that actually franchises himself and like communicates via Twitter and stuff. Have you not seen this? It sounds like no, that sounds terrible. That sounds well, like the kind of shit. Remember when you get those free comics in your shirt? In like you get every free, comic. free comic day? No, you know those free comics that you used to get at school that was like brush your teeth with yeah. Captain America or like Wolverine teaches you how to fucking not talk to strangers that's what that sounds like how to use the internet I want to see the comic the web. Wolverine teaches me not to, not, to, just like not kill to talk to strangers by slicing yeah it, it's a little kid who's about to talk to a stranger <laughs> Wolverine just kills him it's like I stopped you from talking to a stranger but who are you um, hey, and he split Robin's arrow in twain <laughs> in twain uh, how much, Gilmore how much time do we have on the big program here Oh. Let's not use it. Well, uh, anyway, so it sounds very similar to that. The comic itself, actually, despite uh, its ridiculous premise, is actually halfway decent. I hope it's better. I hope Batman Inc. is better than that because I think the idea of localizing Batman to different cultures or different cities could be really interesting. Right, right. Although the Batman of Star City could be a problem, or Opal City, or any of the other half made up fictional. Yeah, I mean, they've already got fucking protectors. You know I'm what I mean? I'm just saying, like, like, at some like, point, you know, it's back some up dick, off my dickweed's gonna be like, I got my Batman pack, I'm Batman now. And I yeah. was like, go fuck yourself, I'm gonna yeah. shove an arrow up your ass. Like, too much? We so need far. a Batman of Geekscape. Whatever the Geekscape is. The locality of Geekscape, like the, ben Dunn. what we share. I want Ben Dunn to be ben our Batman. Dunn. I hung out with Ben Dunn the other day. I think he'd do fine. I spent some time with Ben Dunn. We went to see uh, Scott and Real Big Fish. We went to see him play, and uh, that was fine. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. No, I don't spend time ben with was Ben. Ben was fine. Ben was fine. It was Real Big Fish. He had a problem. Yeah, Ben was oh, like. Oh, is that uh, where they were playing with Goldfinger? They were playing with Goldfinger, oh. yeah. Yeah. 1996 called. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Two minutes into Goldfinger song, I go, oh yeah, that's why I fucking second spin my CDs. To, I love Goldfinger. Oh, I almost second spin their set, but I couldn't. 
I was like, I was like, why don't you guys just taste you the sea? Like, I love Goldfinger. You did. Does anybody else remember Ska? I I remember you. when Ska was big? Yeah. It was about the same time. You used to love Goldfinger. We're at the point in a podcast <laughs> yeah. where if we were at someone's house, the next thing would be, well, we should get going. Yeah, guys. Yeah, guys. Um, what's going on here? Do you have anything else to eat? Because we pretty much cleaned you out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, this really, dog's really. I, yeah. Uh, Gilmore, Gilmore, <laughs> you've been playing some fucking uh, Super Meat Boy. Oh, that was the best game ever. D- did you beat the whole game? No, I haven't done that. I no. haven't done that. You know it's where I am. I, have, I haven't played it since I got back from Seattle. Dude, it is hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. Super Meat Boy, have you heard of Super no, Meat Boy? No, You haven't heard about it? We talked, we about, it, we talked web- about it before, but we hadn't gotten deep into it. Okay. And realized uh, that it's probably one of the best games of the year. Yeah, it's and phenomenal. It, okay. it, it, it is sort. It's an old school platformer with a great, great... Uh, personality. Yeah, it's absolutely adorable. I think it originated on Newgrounds, like a lot of the greatest yeah. games. Like, and like we can Castle go on it at length, but we already did. I just got to tell okay. you, it's, really it's hyper competitive because it's got these leaderboards, and uh, um, and it's hard. It's one of these hard. This game would suck if it wasn't for how well they streamline how quickly you come back to life. Yeah. Because if it wasn't, because you die in that Instantaneously. fucking constant, Instantly. Yeah. all the time. It's basically it's you like, trying to get from one side of the level to the other, but there's saws and fans and all this crazy shit in the middle yeah. of fire. It's, it's an obstacle course. Well, I don't wanna, it really yeah. tests yeah. you as a gamer. Like, there's no other game where you're like, I'm good at this. Like, this yeah. is taking a skill. Yeah. In video games, and it's kind of awesome. Well, tell me more you about it after the show, but I'm yeah. interested. You never get that. The, the thing I've been playing since I got back was this Undead Nightmare add-on pack for Red, the Red Dead Redemption. The Red Dead Redemption? Yeah, Red Dead Redemption. And I got to pause real quick to tell you, uh, at ZombieCon, we actually had like the Dead Rising 2 people come out, and they yeah. were fucking awesome. And then I hosted a panel with the Left 4 Dead guys. Left 4 Dead creators. Yeah. I mean, it, it, was, great. it yeah. was awesome. I got so geeked out, like... Out of everything that weekend, I was probably most excited for that. Just talk to talk yeah. about people who created one of my favorite video games. And it got to a point where I'm sitting there just being like, asking them questions. I'm asking them questions like a nerd. And, I mean, I'm so intense. I look up, and there's a kid in the back of the, of the panel space. And he goes, he, he literally mouths the words, let them talk. And I had to stop. This is about five minutes into the panel. And I go, yeah, Jonathan, you're the host. Let him fucking answer the question. I get, like, all excited, right? It was a great panel. Yeah. Once I had fixed that problem, I actually let them talk. <laughs> once once I fixed the problem of me, me. <laughs> uh, the panel was great. And everybody, you know, like Walton was like, that was the best attended panel. Yeah. It, was a, it was a great panel. You were obviously knowledgeable. You didn't want to do the broad strokes of, tell me about the game. Like, every, we all know about the game. Let's talk What's about the like fucking, let's talk about blank. the shit, right? <laughs> um, people had a lot of fun, man. It was cool. And, that, and I got... Here's the thing, though. All the volunteers at ZombieCon were all um, zombie fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were all going uh-huh. home. I was going back to the hotel and literally collapsing and then waking up early to do it again. And they were going home after their shifts and playing this Undead Nightmare. So every time I'd see them on the floor, they'd be like, dude, Undead Nightmare. I, I got one of the uh, four horses of the apocalypse. Would you go and you catch the yeah. horses that are running around? There are four horses of the apocalypse you got to catch. What'd you get? I haven't gotten anything yet. I just started playing it again. And... Um, and literally, I, I, I barely play the I game. I hear war is the way to go. War is the way to go. And I hear he's got a fucking fire tail and yeah. all this crazy shit. And I kept seeing these kids on the floor, and I'm like, man, the one thing I want to do when I get home is play this. But of course, I get home, and I have to go back right back to work and keep working and stuff. But I'm getting into it. It is fun as hell. The zombies are great. Yeah. I love that game to death. Um, it's, cha- it's changed it up a bit. It's, it feels like a fresher yeah. game. 
that's all you really ask with these DLCs is that yeah. it feels like because you know, you've been playing a ton of Mass Effect. I I I have. Whenever I find a game or a game series that I love, if there are multiple playthrough options for whatever reason, I play it to death. Right. And so I've played through Mass Effect, the original now, three times, and I just finished my third time through Mass Effect 2. And that is not a small game. No. <laughs> that game is huge. No. And in fact, uh, the, the third time through, the second time, I was sort of like toying with Paragon and Renegade and that stuff, and the third time I was like, well, I just want this to be my save, so I did all Paragon, and like, this is what I want to try, this is what I want to bring into to Mass Effect 3. But what I love about those kinds of games, and especially like the sandbox games like mm. Red Dead Redemption or the GTA series, like there's so much, you know, even though you buy a game once, if I can buy a game if, and, and play it for, you know, 70, 80 hours and, and really like feel like I'm part of a world and like actually have to work to get myself out of it, mm -hmm. I will always come back to those totally games. Totally worth the cash. Yeah. Totally well, not worth only the is cash. it worth the cash, but like you start to really like trust game designers that you're mm -hmm. like, all right, well, you know, Mass Effect 3, I, I don't know, the, you know, whether when the game because I'm like, I don't know how it looks. All right, but you know what? I loved Mass Effect 1. I loved Mass Effect 2. I'm going to fork over my 50 bucks and give it a shot. Right, right. You know, and Red Dead Redemption, uh, you know, I mean, everybody's talking it. about the thing. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I'm stoked. Like, I can't wait. Like, now that I finally finished, this week is when I'm I'm, I'm getting into it. Well, you so. and you saddle on up. I'll teach you. I'll show you the ropes. That, that's for sure. So, um, so saddle up next to me. Oh, Christ. Guys. I do not want to play gay chicken with you. Gay Chicken is a metaphor for Geekscape, in which we are all playing this game. We're all playing it together, and we appreciate you guys every week coming on the podcast and talking to us. Um, guys, you can find out Geekscape for the rest of the week at geekscape.net. We've got all sorts of forums, articles, news stories, and of course, you can talk to each other there. Don't forget about the private chats. Uh, you guys can go ahead and uh, join we up. We have a chat roulette now. Yes. <laughs> no, we should. Just uh, Gilmore. Just Gilmore from right here. It's totally no, naked. It's just my <laughs> So we got... Uh, different diseases. Geekscape.net. You're going to want to go check that out. And also, you want to keep following us on uh, Facebook. Go and like Geekscape. Search for Geekscape or Facebook.com slash Geekscape.net spelled out. Same thing goes for Twitter.com slash Geekscape.net spelled out and YouTube.com. So go to those sites. It's the same URL. Uh, it's the same little. What do you call that? The extension on the URL. It's the same one on those. It's Geekscape.net spelled out. Extension is fine. Sure. And uh, and that's where you can find us on Facebook, yeah, Twitter. Handle. Yeah, the handle. Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube is where you can find us there. And you can order a shirt from the site. I'm a little late on mailing them out, but I should have mailed them all out by the time this episode airs. Liar. I swear to you, I will mail out <laughs> the shirts. I just got busy with the zombie con, which will return next year. I'm pretty sure. I, I confirmed uh, it yesterday. Confirmed it yesterday. Make sure, make sure it's two. better next year than it was this year. Not that this year wasn't good, but don't do what the streamies didn't go downhill instead of up. That's, Got it. That's Noted. my one piece, of, my piece of paper. Yeah, that, that, that's because that. of all the newest uh, talents in web TV. Stop it. Talent <laughs> in web TV. You stop it. Uh, watch NPCs. The only talent in web TV is Mr. Evan Stone and yeah. Tim Jennings. And Tim Jennings. Yeah. Doing, doing James Kirk. And, yeah, talent in web TV isn't exactly fine. Yeah. We'll see. Say oxymoron, yeah, we're gonna see you guys next week. All right, I'm gonna go take a giant nap with <laughs> Ditto, you. No more. Actually, yeah. We're all gonna nap together. We'll see you guys next week. Cuddle fest. Cuddle pud. <laughs>